finally found something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. A storing what? We are standing on the biggest burial mound in the world. I know how to do it. Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. recording now so let's start talking about a movie all right all right <clears throat> hello and welcome to chewing the scenery horror movie podcast it's been a couple weeks um but we're still a podcast that talks about horror movies and um i'm your host richard with your host will and hello. a guest mike hello there mike c do we want to use your last name or do you want to be more anonymous than that uh we can say mike c that's fine okay yeah it's Makes you sound like one of the Beastie Boys. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. If I knew any, I would break out into it, but I don't. Well, normally we start the show by talking about what we watched recently. So have you watched anything interesting other than the movie we're going to talk about? No. That's no. real quick and That's, easy. Yeah, I'm, I wish I could say that I have. I've read some interesting stuff, but I haven't seen anything interesting. All right, well, what did you read? So I did a lot of reading for this movie afterwards. So I did a lot of Finnish investigation. So we can... Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. So we can dive into it when, we, when, when it comes up. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that came up that really got me thinking, and I wanted to know more about it. And I've studied a little bit of Finnish, which did not help during this movie at all. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I read about. So we'll get all to right. it. Well, cool. So we'll cover it then. Will, anything interesting since three weeks ago? Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff, but I'll talk about it next podcast. Okay, so we'll we pretty can much just save move it. along. Yeah, I watched another fucking Jason Bourne movie, so if that helps. Uh, <laughs> Which one? The latest one? Um, yeah, Born Under a Bad Sign, Born Again, <laughs> Born to Be Bad, whatever. <laughs> born to Die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably It's a Wonderful Life, just because it was on. And I was printing, and it was on. And something else, but I don't know what it was. And um, <clears throat> Wait, you um, don't know or you don't remember? I don't remember what it was. Okay. Uh, I thought maybe you just watched it, and you're like, I don't know what this show is. But but I could look back. I and, like the hell of it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I could go back and look at Netflix and Amazon and whatever else and see what I've recently watched and talk about it next show. Yeah, that sounds good. But 
I, I started a uh, trial, free trial with Shudder, and uh, I was able to watch Rare Exports for, well, free, but a month of subscription to this uh, service, this uh, Shudder TV, cost about as much as renting one movie on uh, Amazon or whatever kind of thing you might rent a movie on, iTunes, whatever. So... I immediately Rent found a movie. Yeah, <laughs> these words. I don't like, know what that means. This is word salad to Will. He doesn't know <laughs> about paying money for movies. I kind of want to agree with Will about not paying for movies. This Thank is why you. I watched the bootleg. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll get into that. <laughs> you know, I think filmmakers deserve to get paid for what they do. Oh, they certainly sure. do. Sure, but I'm not going to make any excuse. I'm totally outright stealing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not going to try to code it in any fancy language or justify it in any way <laughs> no enough. i would like to be paid for my art you know <laughs> i would be upset <laughs> if somebody stole it but it doesn't stop me right because i have no money so paid, yeah paid for your art tell me more about that notion <laughs> <laughs> ah, i want to get paid in uh, exposure bucks yeah it's good exposure indeed all right so uh that's about it for the what did we watch and or read since last time. And uh, we watched Rare Exports, uh, a 2011 Finnish movie about... A bad s- Santa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa And his zombie horde. Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we've all... Will, you saw it longer ago. I saw it a while ago, so I might not be as fresh on it as... You too. Okay. Although you both watched it in Finnish, whereas <clears throat> I saw it in English. So. Well, I nice. did watch it with subtitles after I got my, uh, my free trial of Shudder. So I rewatched it. I've watched okay, it good. twice recently. And I'm pretty clear on what, I think, on what happened in the story. So um, little, a few production notes about... Um, let me just rustle some papers here. Uh, this was um, originally released uh, in 2009... And I think it got its U.S. release in 2011. Um, the movie uh, was uh, <laughs> the movie was the work of the Finns, and it's pretty hard for people to get distribution in the U.S. with foreign films, mm-hmm. and you know get a lot of interest going. But uh, these guys did really well with it. Um, they got uh, let's see, I have the note here. It it won numerous awards. The Locamo International Film Festival uh, and Best Motion Picture, Best Cinematography, and Best Director, as well as Special Mention at the Silver, I don't even know what the hell that word is, Melez? Silver Medal, I'm sure, for Best European Motion Picture. And, is that like runner-up? Um, A motion picture? It could be. Anyway, so there's this whole laundry list of awards that it got, you know, international film festivals and... Uh, what it comes down to is people saw this and went, Hey, it's actually good. We're surprised because most people don't know any movies from Finland. Sure. I didn't know what to think. All I heard was people on other podcasts and friends of mine saying, Hey, you should see this. It's good. So finally did. I liked it. Um, did you get, uh, without subtitles, Mike, did you get kind of what was happening? I I got what was happening in terms of sort of broad the 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 minutiae was really lost on me and certain intrigue levels were kind of lost on me too so i don't know if they were they had some other devious scheme outside of 
blowing it up, but eventually they got to blowing it up. Yeah. 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 I think that was pretty much it. They knew that whatever the um, naked elderly Santa men were gravitated to right. was evil and needed to be destroyed. Exactly. I think that was kind of the thrust of that. Exactly. Um, before we really get into it, um, you know a bit about European folklore and legends and customs. And I tell, do. Tell us why. I, well, so why in terms of for this movie or just why no, in Why general? do you know all this shit? Who are you? Where, uh, what's your background, <laughs> I think is what I'm saying. So um, I, uh, I just received my master's in German. Uh-huh. Um, so German studies. And I'm currently teaching a course on German folklore. And if you have to know something that nobody else knows about, you might as well go with folklore because at least it's time honored and sort of been vetted through history. Mm -hmm. Um, And in addition to this, I also really, really loved Finnish kind of stuff because it's it's wildly different from anyone else in in Finland or I'm sorry, in Europe. Um, Why? I suppose it's just curiosity. Yeah, nothing more than that. And everyone else does practical things. And I wanted to do something. Indeed, I wanted to go the artistic route, but not be paid for it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. A whole room full of us. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, um, this movie, oddly enough, is sort of kind of steeped in it, I think, in some respects. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll we'll, I'm sure there'll be opportunities for us to plow into that. So. We talked a year ago about having you on the show to talk about the Krampus movie sure. or Krampus. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that band. <laughs> the Cramp. This. The Cramps. Us. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Lux Interior. Um, so you've seen the movie since. Mm-hmm. I have. How'd you feel about that one? So. <laughs> the 2015 classic. Right, right. Um, I, I liked it. I think if I didn't know anything about German folklore, it would have been fabulous. Knowing what I knew, though, um, it, it didn't, I mean, I, I, so I'm i one of those cynics that kind of shout at the TV like, no, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do that. Um, so there was a lot of that going on. I suppose, again, divorced from knowing, fine. It was, it was entertaining enough. Um, Krampus, though, is one of those characters. He's really meant to be a bit more lighthearted, especially now, having been, you know, gone through the historical um, timeline. We, we've people now dress up in Austria and in Croatia and in southern Germany, and they just get really drunk and they scare the shit out of children. Oh, nice. Can I curse on? Yeah, yeah I can curse. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a podcast. Okay. I just want to make yeah. sure. Um, so yeah. they scare the hell out of, out of children, and that's about what they do for an entire week in in January. <laughs> and the costumes are elaborate, downright satanic, and I yeah. mean, they just, as, as big and as bold as they can get, they just, they go for it, and they love it. And, like, that's what Krampus really is, and so that's sort of what I have knowing now. And traditionally, he he was just a punisher of children. He didn't turn the the you know weather freezing cold, and he didn't no. lock you away in your neighborhood so that you won't make it. He basically either beat you with his stick, mm-hmm. took you in his basket to hell for either a day or the rest of your life, or threw you into a river and you drown, depending on where you are in. 
in Central Europe. So really, his his scheduling, I'm sure too. Absolutely. You know, does he have time to run to hell or throw you? Well, absolutely. Got other stuff to do. Yeah, and I mean, if he's gonna miss the festival, like in the river you go. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So for me, like Krampus is kind of more tongue in cheek. He's really meant to be the lighter side of Santa. He's meant to be a cautionary tale for children. He's definitely meant to be, you know, keep you in line. But he's certainly not meant to be a horror figure. So, A, I think it's funny that they made him into a horror figure. B, I think it's extra funny that they then applied him to American audiences who have no idea who Krampus is. Yeah. Because I tell my class every year around this time, Grüß von Krampus, which means, like, happy Krampus. And none of them know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. So, I mean, it's just, to me, it was really, that was probably the biggest thing. Why did they make this movie for Americans? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like in the last five years, people are becoming more aware of the Krampus. And, yeah. you know, they, they're they seeing images of him that they hadn't seen before. I've probably been aware of him for 10 or 15 years mm-hmm. because I, I dig a little deeper into weird stuff. Sure. Um, I only knew that it was a, a folk tale and it was around Christmas time and that he was, you know, meant sort of the same way they say that if you disappoint Santa, he's not going to bring you anything but a lump of coal. Exactly. And that he's always watching you. Uh-huh. And it seems like, well, he's the dark side of Santa is, is kind, exactly. of, kind of the vibe that I always got from it, except for he was a separate embodiment. Yeah, he's a sidekick. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I am seeing a lot a lot more ephemera showing up, you know, like uh, a Krampus Christmas stocking. They have a great ugly sweater. Ugly sweaters, stickers, yeah. action figures, all these kinds of things. I'm sure he's on, you know, coffee mugs and beer steins oh, and yeah. shot glasses oh, and every yeah. other thing. They even have entire art books of postcards they did yeah, in the 19th and 20th century. Yeah, that's Joel, where I first learned about Krampus. Oh, okay. This is one of those books about probably 10, 15 years ago or so. Yeah, you were probably checking them in at the art store. Yeah, it was a little before the art store, and then okay. we got that book in at the art store. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, anyway, go mm-hmm. on. And some of them he can be, he's just torturing children, and some of them he's sort of this lecherous figure who's dancing with women and he's got this prolonged tongue hanging out and others he's very suave and other he's he's terrifying so really he runs the gamut of characters from almost he's kind of like the devil where he can be monstrous or he can be you suave. know suave and yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hide the women kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And from one region or village to the next, there will be variations on this? Sure, sure. And so the more pious, you know, especially in Switzerland, they're really pious. Yeah. They'll tend to have this sort of idea that Krampus is really, you know, quite mean. And then in Austria, they, they have they have the, the, the fun, happy-going Krampus. So indeed, yeah, yeah it, it does change as you go through the region. But Central Europeans, um, and I've known quite a few where I say, like, Grüß von Krampus, and they're like, oh, yes, yes, it's about time. So I'm glad that it's finally making it into American culture. Like, Denver needs a Krampus. Yeah. You know, celebration. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, Denver needs one. Yeah. When, when is... A celebration for him. Is Krampus it knocked. early <laughs> December, it's, early January? It's like, it's like mid-December, so I want to say like okay. 12th, 19th. Um, it definitely, it, it gets close to Christmas, but it never butts into Christmas. Yeah. And I have seen some that go on into January, so as, as long as it's sort of a parenthesis around Christmas, that's fine. Oh, okay, fine. yeah. Yeah, but it just, it won't ever happen on Christmas. No, no, He's no, never going to no, take, no. you know, the big guy's thunder. No, no. Yeah. Right, like... Kwanzaa or Hanukkah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the actual um, the actual history of uh, of Christmas, well, the time that Christmas is celebrated uh, has its roots in pagan uh, religion anyway. Of course. So yeah. the uh, Christmas tree is a pagan tradition. Right. So yeah. this this was just uh, b- sort of uh, my understanding anyway is making Christianity more palatable for the pagans who they were converting. It's like, sure. no, you don't have to give all that stuff up. Sure. You Certainly. Have, you got the shiny tree. Yeah. Uh, we'll move this uh, birthday celebration around uh, maybe uh, the solstice. Right. And you, you can that. keep your devil, man. Yeah. 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 Keep the devil thing going on. Yeah, it'll be great. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little about uh, the European traditions of uh, old Saint Nick about uh the Santa figure, as you know him, in the history of Germany, Austria, Switzerland, that whole area. Sure. So he he operates very similarly to how we sort of understand him in in American culture. Coca Cola um, Santa. Pretty much. He's maybe not quite so jolly, uh-huh. but at every Christkindlmarkt, so the big Christmas markets, they always have a Santa. He listens to children's requests, although I don't know if he takes letters. I think you pretty much have to see him in person. Uh, and if you don't, you then, you know, you're hope your hardest kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he sort of operates the same way. He looks the same way. He doesn't, he, he f- it's sort of understood he's on a sleigh, but the reindeer seems to be in an American, tr- like, convention. Um, Which I think is especially interesting when we talk about this movie, how much reindeer play into this. Right. Um, But yeah, outside of that, I mean, Santa isn't really, or, you know, St. Nick isn't really um, terribly different. He's definitely not a very giving. I mean, he is giving if you're good, and he'll certainly give you gifts. But in Germany, anyway, he's not known for giving you an abundance of gifts. You just kind of get something. Yeah. And usually an orange in the stocking is also a big thing. Do they have Black Peter in Germany? They do. They do. <laughs> Which I've run across enough, but I sadly don't know enough to say. But he's yeah, I don't know. highly racialized. <laughs> yes, he is. That's, uh, I think I found out about him shortly before Krampus. Right. And, and Krampus kind of takes that on because he's often black. Yeah. And sometimes he's even, you know, like, like, like Sambo kind of portrayed too right yeah um anyway yeah i don't know enough about him to really delve into black peter yeah where would they concoct a a figure like that like what would be the origins that or do you have a guess on this or some knowledge on this sure so you mean like like a black peter yeah figure yeah mainly he would he would have been a byproduct of slavery okay and so there were quite a few um Obviously, in England and France, slaves made it back up into um, Europe. Germany didn't really have any African possessions, but they definitely did have slaves coming in. And they were kind of treated with this this exoticism that even still mm-hmm. continues today. So, um, yeah, so I think mainly it's sort of this highly sense of, of other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there wouldn't have been very many black people in 17th 18th century germany right um so also too it's such a perfect you know we think of christmas we associate it with white we associate it with snow all these notions of purity and then you have this figure who's black and that stands so con you know opposite contrary to all of this yeah so So and yeah he he fills the same role he comes and gets you if you're bad yeah exactly and some have even said uh that 
you know, he leaves like inky prints or things like that around, which is another highly racialized motif. And of course, this comes from a lack of understanding. Of course. Uh, And uh, it doesn't sound like disdain as much as just ignorance. Sure. I think the entire colonial tradition was was (laughs) ignorance. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. People aren't possessions. Right, by exactly. The way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In case you didn't know. Yeah. I wonder if that plays into it too. If he's Santa's rather than his opposite, he's Santa's possession. Sure. That definitely could yeah, that could be a big part of it. Yeah. And I know also too Krampus is, is connected in with this character called Knecht Ruprecht, which is another which are like Rupert the Knight. Um, oh. But I sadly don't know enough about that character to give him any justice. But I know mm. that Krampus or or Black Peter or Knecht Ulbricht kind of make these, you know, the, they seem interchangeable in a way. Yeah. But then on the same token, too, they all become a, a, a bracket for what is Krampus. So Krampus really seems to be making way and i think why people love him so much you know you love santa claus but you you learn you grow up with him as a kid but then you get rid of him but but compost you can keep because he's still like the devilish side of all of us uh-huh. so i think he's he's like the adult santa claus we can oh, we yeah. can play fun with him and make right you know, we can have fun with him yeah like you and go who doesn't to... love scaring children who doesn't right. love scaring children? drinking exactly. and scaring children yeah it's what it's... makes life worthwhile <laughs> it's like halloween at christmas time exactly exactly mm-hmm. only slightly less slutty exactly exactly <laughs> just I've yet give to... us some time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if it comes to america then you can expect slutty sexy krampus, krampus <laughs> yep <laughs> girls with cloven hooves and horns so I have to tell you one more funny sort of devil story, and then we can we can move on. Sure. In England, in like 1859, there was a story. I want to say in in Lancashire County, there was a story. Um, the devil has one cloven hoof. He doesn't have two cloven feet. He has mm-hmm. one cloven yes. hoof. And one day, the people woke up in this particular little town set in Lancashire County, and they found all around the town one sort of what looked like in the snow cloven hoof all over the town and the people just went ape shit they were just like the devil visited us last night he he crawled all over who knows what he did and they found out later it was some sort of like field mouse that the way it sort of hops through the snow it makes this you know sort of footprint well the other day i woke up and i found the same footprints outside of my house and i was like i have the same thing here so in our neighborhood richard we have the same thing oh that's awesome yeah devil's been walking around does krampus have a one cloven hoof. sometimes he does sometimes he has both so i think modern adaptations give him two old like 19th century ones give him just one yeah. Yeah. It's creepier that way. Somehow. It is creepier. It's more of, you know, like it gives that ominous one clop sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the movie, uh, you said you didn't catch everything that was going on because of the lack of subtitles in the bootleg version you watched. Indeed. <clears throat> okay. One of the things that happens is these guys have been drilling at the top of that big mountain or hill on the edge of town. Mm-hmm. Or, <clears throat> not even town, is it? On the edge of the boonies. Yeah, the edge of the world. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's the Arctic Circle, you know. Uh, in drilling into this uh, this hilltop, mm-hmm. they come across some sawdust. And one of the guys is explaining that, hey, we ran into sawdust, but 
so what? You drilled through a board or whatever, or an old tree. No, there's 65 feet of sawdust. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they discovered that there's something stored in this hill, and it's the way people used to store ice, blocks of ice, uh, would be in sawdust. So they said, basically, this is a giant ice box. And the guy says, for storing what? Keep drilling and you'll find out, was the answer the guy got. Right. So uh, it, it seems like the the American guy, the executive, uh, which was the little bit of English in the movie, um, he seems to know there's something up with finding the, the origins of Santa buried somewhere in Finland. And he's right. and he's gonna do it. He's gonna he's gonna dynamite and drill and dig and, and you know find out what's hiding there because mm-hmm. he's on to something. Mm-hmm. And he really at some point says he wants to fulfill his childhood dream. And I think that was to actually see or meet Santa. Yeah. I so agree. there's that. And uh, and he says, uh, you know, we're all standing at the greatest burial mound in history, including the pyramids. Right. So I think he said it puts it to shame or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. yeah, something to that effect. And uh, he, he tells the, the crew, you've got 24 days, we've got a grave to rob. Mm-hmm. So he knows this is the grave of, of the Santa origin. Right. The Whatever the creature is that is, you know, Santa's based in. Right. So uh, the, there are two boys watching the dynamiting going on. And, uh, you know, the one kid's a little older. You know, he's more of a butthole than the younger one. <clears throat> right. And they they really kind of want to know what these guys are up to. So there's going to be, you know, fence cutting and sneaking around. Mm-hmm. After the fence has been cut and we see reindeer slaughtered, the men assume that the wolves got them. And they're apparently on the border to Russia. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, that far up. Yeah. Yeah. So they were saying, you know, now we've got the Russian wolves to deal with, too. And I don't mm-hmm. know if he meant wolves literally or figuratively but uh sure. yeah so there's there's the point beyond which they shouldn't go right and if they're going to round up some more reindeer um they're going to have to go in and find some and round them up they're counting on the reindeer as a commodity mm-hmm. and they expect to make eighty five thousand dollars is what they say from the annual big roundup right now you know about the roundup uh-huh so tell us a little more about it than what the movie tells us. Well, the funny thing too is that they're Finns who are making this roundup, but by and large, sort of in Finnish society, the roundup is still sort of considered a Sami tradition. Okay. Um, so the in Finland, you know, which sort of looks like an inverted California, down in the south you have Finns, up in the north you have Sami. Sami have lived there longer than Finns have. Mm. And they've always been traditionally the reindeer herders. Okay. Um, that indeed <clears throat> is their... That is their, I mean, just as with the the Great Plains Indian or Native Americans have the buffalo, the Sami have reindeer. And so, indeed, the reindeer are sort of rounded up and then brought south to be used either for meat, which I have had meat when I went to uh, (laughs) um, Finland. I had reindeer meatballs, which were, eh. Yeah, yeah, a little gamey, huh? A little gamey, and the the sauce they were cooked in wasn't too great. But, you know, I've had reindeer. Um Way to go. Sorry, Rudolph. Um, so uh, th- they either, you know, have, use them for meat or for pelts or also, too, for the Christmas sort of commodification, which is Santa lives up above the, the Arctic Circle in Finland, and so he sort of always has this parade of reindeer around him. So I think it's rather interesting that they made them Finns and not 
you know, Sami tribesmen. Okay. Because uh-huh. at this point, they're so far north and east. They're in, I mean, they're close to Norway because we see mountains and Finland right. as flat as can be. So we see mountains. And also, too, yeah, they're close to, to they're sort of close to this triangle where Norway, Russia, and, and Finland all meet each other. Nice. In terms of national borders. Yeah. Yeah. So that it all kind of fits in uh, vaguely to reality. Right. Sort of. Right. But if you're a reindeer herder and you lose your whole herd, you've got no other prospects for the year. Right. So it is a big thing for them. It would ruin you. Oh, you totally. Totally. So they're a commodity and a food source. Everything. For the Sami, their culture. I mean, like, like I said, the, the best comparison is, you yeah. know, Great Plains Native Americans. Right. The buffalo is culture. Yeah. So same thing. Cool. So um, did you notice, I don't know, it, it happens somewhat quickly, but uh, the young boy, um, uh, Pietari, I think his name is, we can mm. call him Peter. <laughs> yeah, let's call him Peter. <laughs> but uh, Peter finds a uh, human footprint in the bloody snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Underneath one of the carcasses, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that tells us oh, some barefoot human has been here. Right. But didn't it also, I sort of remember it being significant, because didn't it also have, like, wolven or bear claws sort of at the top of the foot? Um, maybe it did. I would have to look again. Yeah. I, I sort of remember both those things, because I remember the wolf comment, and then I remember the human footprint, so. And those guys could have easily had long, scraggly toenails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because those old men were nasty looking. Oh, they were. And naked. Oh, man. Yeah, and they were just unabashedly running yeah. full frontal right at the camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, unnecessary. <laughs> but they did it. So they did. It was yeah. a bold move. That's what made it the horror movie. Yeah, it was a bold choice. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they pointed out that, of course, we find out that uh, that Peter's father is a butcher, mm-hmm. and uh, at some point later on, of course, they do have one of the old men in there on the butcher table because uh, the friend who's a pilot, okay, thought he killed one of them. Okay. It's like, oh shit, what do we do with this body? I killed this crazy old mountain man. And, uh, of course, the part that's really creepy about this movie, the true horror of this, is when when the old man's nose starts sniffing around. You think he's dead, and his nose starts twitching because he smells a young boy. Mm, <laughs> he gets yes. a whiff of young boy. <laughs> Was there a pedophile angle to this, or am I crazy? Yeah. yeah. Or both, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I... I didn't quite catch that one, but yeah, yeah, because he's lying there, and you think, "Oh, is he dead? Is right. he not breathing?" And then you see his nostrils flaring, and the boy is right outside the That's door, right. and he smells boy. He can smell gingerbread and young boys. <laughs> so Santa, don't sit on his lap. <laughs> no. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he's nude already. Why would you? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and then after they they did something where they shot him again. And then they finally garbed him. They're like, listen, we're, we're tired of seeing you just sort of hanging loose. Yeah. They, right. they tie him up and then they garb him. Like, yeah. Okay. You're, you're taken care of. Yeah. They had some kind of tarp or plastic or something. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out like what's up with him, but he seems dangerous. Like he's, mm-hmm. he looks old and skinny and weak, mm-hmm. but there's something really dangerous and not human about him. Yeah. Very intense eye contact. Really just, yeah. maybe it was again towards <laughs> the boy, but really intense eye contact. Uh, yeah, so and this is one of the things i didn't catch so you guys can clarify for me was that just a random old man that they killed because i thought he was a rather integral old man that they killed oh he was important to the plot he was he was one of the 
Santa's helpers, so to speak. Okay. Guarding the block of ice with the horns sticking out of it. Right. So they were going out and gathering bags to put the little boys in. Right. They were doing the work of the Krampus. Right. And they were gathering heaters and blow dryers and everything, every kind of heat source they yeah. could find to melt, melt the block the of ice. ice. Right, right. And set him free. Okay. What I didn't understand was why the old man had a passport that made him of recent vintage. Like, why was he not ancient? That's what hmm. I didn't understand. I didn't even catch that. Or once the Krampus was released from the mountain and they knew he was accessible. Were they just drawn from different places? Because I assumed they were in there with him. I, that's what I thought so too. I don't remember. Yeah, it was. I thought been the, too yeah. long. Because I figured he said it's the largest burial mound ever. I figured they were just right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't clear on that, but uh, yeah, the uh, yeah the big money for these guys was being messed with, and they go to sort of confront the uh, mining company or or whatever mm-hmm. corporation it is. And Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. They're yeah. like, pay up, you guys. You screwed us with your stupid operation there. Killed all the deer. Which really, like, what a great, like, value that they asked for. They only asked for 85000 Uh-huh. Like, they could have asked for millions. They could have asked for much more. But they just asked for what they lost. So one, really, like... One of them do- does chime in and say, no, at least a million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, no, we're good. 85000 Right. And then, of course, the uh, the American guy gets the pickaxe to the head. Yes, he does. Before any bargain is agreed upon. Right. And then the big mission goes into uh, into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young boy, of course, being a believer in the Santa Claus um, folktale, mythology, whatever you want to call it, um, he's the first one to figure things out because he actually believes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the adults have to see a lot of evidence before they go... Yeah, this is messed up. This isn't this isn't normal. Right. You know, these these, these super strong, powerful, stinky old men who are running naked in the snow, you know. There's more to the story. But where here. do they come? Yeah. And why? Yeah, what do they want? Exactly. But uh Will, did you um did you find the special effects uh, pretty impressive for an independent finish? Yeah, film? it wasn't bad. I remember the big block of ice with the horns coming out of it now. Yeah. It's I probably saw this in 2011. Now I should have given it a rewatch. It, it it's um, it, it's well worth a rewatch, I think. Yeah. Did you get why they sawed the horns off? Was that like a source of power? What was the reason for that? I don't remember. I, I was wondering, like, did they saw them off and put them in the truck to try to attract the Santa helper old men, or what was the idea there? Yeah, I don't remember. Were they just like these horns are awesome? We gotta. That's take, what I figured. Take these with yeah. us. Yeah. We're going to blow them up anyway. Or listen, this new, you know, Cthulhu-like character can't, he can't fit into most places, so we got to help him out. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he's our new overlord. But uh, I think they did a good job of portraying, you know, with the with the sets and the scene, you know, the, the scenery and everything, like just the desolation of... Mm. Living in the Arctic Circle and not yeah. having a whole lot of income. Yeah. Like, it oh, just, yeah. It looked like a sucky situation. Oh, yeah, that tiny little town. Yeah. It reminded me, uh, Vanna Herzog made a movie called The Happy People, which was about trappers in, like, the sticks of Siberia. Wow. And mm. there's, like, this tiny little uh, community of, like, 400 people. 
and they live by themselves and they live in conditions that look exactly like this tiny little shacks nothing really ornate i mean just sort of the bare necessities so it really reminded me of that plus also he did they did a great job um of really showcasing sort of the landscape these sort of tall snow-covered constant you know looming mountains which i thought Mm -hmm. really helped actually probably set the tone better than you know geriatric zombies is that you're you're stuck in this place there's no civilization nearby because even the environment itself is keeping you in yeah right so uh it did kind of have some of the elements of a zombie movie of the mindless horde that wasn't going to stop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it looked like they did they seem like they would other than biting the one dude's ear did it look like they would actually eat a person no, I don't know. They they seem to lust for children. Yeah, so they're a different zombie that, altogether. That's, yeah, that's yeah. creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it is creepy. Yeah, the gingerbread really got their attention, though, for sure. Like, like I don't know if there were other Christmassy things that would that would have uh, that would have really Candy turned canes. yeah that would have turned them on as much as boy and gingerbread. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, let's see other things um, that were interesting that kind of went into the. Uh, you know, behaving yourself and being good was that they had the the rules for the miners and oh yeah, that that were and I paused it and read no drinking, no smoking, no cursing, mm-hmm. no loitering, no cavorting, no arguing. Yes, cavorting, cavorting, no cavorting. Yep. <laughs> Which is good. I didn't see a single woman in the entire yeah m- cast. There was no. Did you was there? I, did you catch a woman? I don't, I don't believe so. I don't think so. there was a single woman in this, so that no. seemed pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, cavorting wasn't really going to happen. But I thought the cursing one was especially interesting because every time the American sort of liaison would curse, people died. Oh, you'd see and, a, like a hard hat roll into exactly, the, into the exactly, frame. Yeah. and then he would curse again, and then more people would die. Yeah, fucking Americans. Fucking Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a saying kind of worldwide it is and in finland too now more than ever (laughs) fucking americans fucking americans i found out that uh people in i think it's wisconsin uh have a nickname for people from illinois fibs Hmm. fucking illinois bastards okay (laughs) the only one i know about is iowa and that's idiots out walking around (laughs) idiots out walking around yeah it's a good one yeah i think that uh north and south dakota have a rivalry I'm sure. The Nodax and the Sodax. Nodax and the Sodax, yes. Do they have a rumble on the border? <laughs> no, I, I remember hearing a joke one time that one of them uh, was throwing sticks of dynamite over the border at the other, and then the one was lighting them and throwing them back. <laughs> I don't remember which one was supposed to be the stupid state. I think you could tell it either way, depending on which state you're from. <laughs> That uh, one probably kills in the Dakotas. <laughs> like that good just one. kills. If you've ever been through North Dakota in winter, it's pretty spectacular. Ooh. Yeah, when I was in college, I went from the um, Pacific Northwest via Greyhound bus to Chicago to visit my family. Oh, my God. Did you want to kill yourself halfway through? Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to survive. <laughs> The heater was broken on one of the buses. Oh, oh my God. It gets better. Oh, I mean, there was such a thick layer of frost on the inside of those windows. I, I and, thought we were all going to die. And they sadly just didn't go west. They they went north and then west. Yeah. 
It made a lot of sense to me. Well, that that was either the economy pass or the bus driver's going to get his laughs too. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And um, of course, there was also the um, the Amtrak, which is a you have a little more distance from you know the harsh reality of the cold world out there. Mm-hmm. But wow, does it get cold and frozen there? I can't imagine going like you know another thousand miles north. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's got to be pretty crazy. And I think that's what made this movie so probably in, it wasn't an intense movie, but I, I feel that the it was really the geography that kind of made it the most oh, surreal. Yeah. That was a big yeah. player. Yeah, it's kind of like The Shining. It, it wouldn't matter at all if there wasn't a huge snowstorm going on that was bearing them in. Yeah, yeah, isolation. Yeah, we talked about that. We um, about a year ago we did the Wintry Three. We talked about three movies that were, you know, set with winter isolation and uh, 30 Days of Night, The Shining, mm. and um, Dead Snow, I think they were. Mm. Yeah. And that is pretty terrifying if you think about it. Yeah. Because you're right on the edge of, of your own extinction event if you if you fail to stay warm and fed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and guess what? The cell phone doesn't work up there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's always a thing. And uh, before that was a trope, then, of course, the uh, the radio had to be taken out by Jack Torrance in The Shining, mm-hmm. if you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff with uh, winter and isolation. So, um, any favorite uh, parts of the movie from what you were able to see and gather? I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I really liked this movie at all. Nice. I felt like at a certain point, I was just kind of like getting through it because i think it was the gingerbread and so when they had when they had the the first old man or this you know this sort of central old man locked up i was just and again it's all in finnish i'm just like what are we doing what are we moving on to so they blow up the mountain and i'm kind of like yes we're finally we're making some headway yes blow that mountain up Send it back to hell. Do whatever you got to do. So um, I don't know if I had a favorite moment per se, but I really liked the end where they taught them some sort of uh, like like a snuggly factor or they, they rehabilitated all of these zombies <laughs> and then they like shipped them out and like to places like Uganda and Zimbabwe. So it's like you can have your own Finnish Santa Claus zombie that's now... Housebroken. Housebroken, yeah, and and completely PR, and you can have him. So I was kind of like, this seems appropriate for the modern age. And I like how reindeer herders were the ones who came up with this. Like, yeah, yeah, we're sitting on a gold mine, guys. Yeah, we're going to make millions of dollars. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the crass commercialization. It's never, uh, you know, it's never far beyond uh, the plot of a movie. Mm -hmm. Did you notice a bit of a uh, Indiana Jones ending? With the crates, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think this was a series of shorts. Rare Exports was, and they or I don't remember if they were actually filmed or if they were more uh, kind of web-based articles about this group of people that goes out and and they get orders for you know the Loch Ness monster or something. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, and they they go out and capture these things and sell them for you know to the highest bidder. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's a a finished thing. I assume it must be. But yeah, I wonder. 
I've not read enough about it. Right. Mm. Um, any favorite uh, moments for you, Will? Uh, I don't remember much about it now, talking about it. I remember the old men were pretty creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a good job with the makeup and the visuals and yeah, mm-hmm. the choreography of getting them all running at the same time. It mm-hmm. did look like something out of a zombie movie. Yeah. I would say one of my favorite moments was when the guys throw the flare down the, the hole of the top of the mountain where they've been mining it, and it just falls in the darkness yeah. really far. So you know that they've done something wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. And then later on, when you see the block of ice, you know, with the big horns sticking right. out. I thought, you know, those two things were pretty striking. But um, overall, what really worked for me was the the isolation and the just the harsh winter. Mm-hmm. Very little sunshine for them to enjoy. Right. Right. What, three or four hours this time of year? Is that what it was? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Something like that. And I'm sure if you go up even higher, um, you get you can get none. Yeah. You know, maybe an hour. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which I didn't really get that sense. I got sort of normal day cycles, but yeah, um, but yeah, that would have been that would have made it even creepier still if it was like sort of perpetual nighttime. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So did you do all of your um, all of your European and and uh, the whole region all that traveling at once, or have you been over there a few times? Or yeah, they've been punctuated. So. Um, Finland was it really started um I'm a I'm a like a heavy metal fan. Right. And so Finnish Finnish metal is like a part of a part of my interest and so that's why I was like, you know, let's just go see what it's like. So I was able to make it about 60 miles outside of the uh Arctic Circle. I didn't quite make it up to Ravanjemi, which is just outside of it. Okay. Um or just past it, I'm sorry. Um but no, so I did a, a lot of different travels. Um at different times, but Finland was Finland was a really cool one, especially because they have they have such a different mythology, and it still is a part of like their their national character. Um, and I think I saw some of that in this movie. So so the old guy for me, um, the one that they had locked up in their butcher basement, whatever, um, he sort of reminded me that they have a really old god called Ukko who is like they even that that's what Uko means is old man. Okay. And so he's he's one of the creator gods. He's, you know, he's the god of lightning and he's, you know, one of those pivotal figures, but he's never portrayed in a young sexy way. He's always old. And just a, that's a sense that I continuously kept getting when he would have this intense eye contact was that like this was this was someone more than just Santa zombie. Okay. Yeah, um, that he was actually quite integral, um, but it, I, it doesn't make much sense now when you think about the the horned right. ice block. Right. Yeah. So, uh, were you there for a music festival? I tried to, but in September there, um, I didn't catch any. Oh, okay. I wasn't able to catch any. I was gonna say I know that they have like, like Germany has big uh, oh, black metal festivals. Oh yeah, Wachen is huge. Yeah. 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 Sadly, I never made it to one. Damn. It's still it's still on the list. It's still on the bucket list. <laughs> so uh, what what kind of uh, cool stuff did you get to do in Finland as far as like uh, other than eating uh, Santa's reindeer? Mm-hmm. Uh, any other kind of cool uh, customs, traditions, foods, uh, festivals, anything you got to experience? Yeah, I had bear. So right. I was able to eat bear, which that's like apparently just a once a week 
for a year kind of thing that they roll out in Finland. Hmm. Um, and then other than that, it was pretty straight touring. I wish I could say that, you know, I got swept up in some sort of, you know, nudist festival that lasted, you know, three weeks. But sadly, that wasn't the case. Or I just missed it. Yeah. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Um, but no. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I just did some touring. And, and Finland's, a, Finland's like a great place. If you don't like a lot of people... And um, Finns are really reserved, so they sort of keep to themselves. So if you really like that, Finland's like the best place. Fantastic. Yeah, nobody asks your business, and there aren't very many people. Yeah. And there are so many, like, Russian tourists that, like, when they meet an American, you're like, oh, my gosh. Cool. What brought you here? Like, are you are you waiting for another flight? It's like, no, no, I'm actually here to be here. <gasps> really? Why? Wow. Who sent well, you? Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> yeah, who sent you? <laughs> What's what's the economy like? Speaking of buying drinks, because I heard some terrible stories about, uh, oh, where was it? Um, Nor was it Norway, or I'm trying to think of uh, where like a beer is like 14 bucks or something crazy like that. And it wasn't bad like that. Um, food was really expensive, so I ate a lot at the harbor, um, which was just sort of like locally caught fried up food, which okay. was maybe seven euro which at the time was maybe like 850 so that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um high but not terrible. Scandinavia just in general is high. Um beer was actually pretty cheap. Um I think I could get like a big I could get a pint for like 5 6 euro. So that was pretty good. Cool. Um and Finns can drink like they they're really reserved oh, yeah. but man they get crazy. Um it's like a sport. Oh yeah, and man they can I mean even you know, from altitude and all that, I thought, oh, I got you guys covered. And even I was like, I, I have to go. I have to go home. <laughs> um, so, but otherwise, like when I went, which was 2010, um, the Finnish economy, the Finnish prospects were still pretty high. Now I've heard some reports that, you know, Finland is stagnating. Hmm. So I can't really say to how they're doing now, but prices are pretty high and food is food is expensive right yeah not everybody can round up reindeer no no so yeah yes yeah. it's just time of year there's a limit to things you can do there exactly fishing brewing beer mm-hmm. snow cones snow, snow cones yeah they, they got those snow cone. <laughs> you don't even have to buy the water or the ice right. just the dye like yeah. flavors the, the paper cone yeah the paper cone <laughs> You can make those at home, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they do because they make paper. So that, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've got it all set. So did you go to Sweden, Norway, Switzerland, any of these other countries? No, I didn't go to Sweden or Norway. Um, and it's, it's it's awful. Like, I studied German, and I haven't been to what? Germany or Austria or, or Switzerland. Man. I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. Although I can say... In every foreign country I go to, I'm always mistaken for German. So they just come up and they ask me things like, I need an ATM. Do you know where one is? And it's like, You're like, in my pants, I'm American. (laughs) That's what I'm going to start saying. Right. That's what I'm going to start saying. That should be your answer to everything. It's going to be. Now more than ever. Yeah. Even for unrelated things, like you still owe us 12 bucks, you know, $12. It's in my pants. Yeah. Well, you know, that might be. It is true. Yeah. So is there is there something about the physicality? Like you're a tall guy, you know. It's like, oh, you're a big dude. You must be from here. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I and I don't. I mean, I, I don't feel like every every European place I go, I always think, oh yeah, these look like Americans because you know we're yeah. such a melting pot. We have so many 
so many ethnic mixes. Right. Um, but yeah, just being tall, and especially in Finland, everybody looks the same. Like the people we saw in this movie, mm-hmm. that's what Finland looks like. Yeah. Just multiply it by a certain number. Have you ever seen uh, Night on Earth, Mm-mm. the James Jarmusch movie? Uh, there's a there's a uh, a segment of the movie that takes place in Helsinki, and it just looks awful and horrible and frozen, and uh, it's a bunch of drunk guys getting a cab ride. The movie is uh, like five little vignettes that are cab rides, different places in the world that occur at the same time, but of course, different time zones. Mm-hmm. The one in Helsinki is like in the middle of the night, and these guys oh, are man. stumbling home drunk. And uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, the one guy is completely passed out, like dead to the world. And the other ones are, you know, talking about how awful their lives are. <laughs> it just sounds like they just drank their paychecks. <laughs> Not like here, where we have our shit together. <laughs> Nobody drinks their paycheck in America. Well, they might start. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in the new year, it might be a thing. Of course, yeah. you know, here in Denver, I think people might smoke their paychecks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's trendier. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like snow cones, you know. It's snow cones, yeah. They're just everywhere. Yeah. yeah. There's weed everywhere here. Yeah, it's true. I saw I saw a CDOT car today, and this was great. It was covered in cannabis leaves, and it said, Hits equal hits. Huh. And that's all it said. <laughs> the Colorado Department of Transportation. Yep. CDOT. Yep, huh. CDOT. For our hits listeners who don't hits. know what we're talking about. Right. Hits equal hits. Hits equal hits. So. Wow. I, I assume that was a warning, but cryptic. It could have been for musicians, though. Sure. Hits yeah. equal sure. hits. Sure, or a boxer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Take a big bong hit and you can punch the other guy out. Exactly. Or write a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny. There's there's a uh there's always a culture that emerges uh you know, with the economy of things like uh weed or But it's really changed Colorado because when I moved here it was drinking. Yeah. This was like the drinkingest town I'd been in. Yeah. It was like a bar or a liquor store in every corner and now it doesn't seem like that. <laughs> They've all it's turned quite into as, dispensaries. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite as prevalent. Yeah, I, I remember seeing lots of drunk people around mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's just high. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are things like Uber that change uh, the way you can get messed up. Right. Because it used to be like, and I remember this from 10 years ago. If you were out anywhere close to bar close time, and I'm talking like even past midnight, not even close to two, like if it's 1230, quarter to one, it's like, oh, shit, man, I don't want to get caught up in bar rush. I'm going to call a cab now. It'd be like at least half an hour, if not 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they just wouldn't show up and you Mm -hmm. call the cab company. They're like, what? Oh, let me check on that. And then they put you on hold forever and nothing happens. Right. Now... You summon an Uber and you get where you're going in a matter of minutes. Oh, yeah. Like you're on your way. You don't even have to ride with other people if you don't want to. Yeah, Lyft, yeah. Uber, whatever other ride shares. Mm-hmm. To be fair, we'll mention the other brands. But uh, that changes how you can go out and get messed up. It's true. It's true. And yeah. now I think we've passed some law that you can have uh, weed smoking patios. So, you uh, know. Yeah, certain places, uh, certain shops, you can bring your weed and smoke. I'm not sure if they can sell it to you Hmm. and they can't sell liquor 
and have you smoke mm. there. Right. But that was the big deal for a lot of tourists. Like I had some friends who came down. They bought a bunch of weed, but then they had nowhere to smoke it. And right. they were like, what do we do? And I told right. them, go to the bus stop, because that's where everybody in Denver smokes weed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, yeah. This is why they redid Union Station, so that you had a nicer place to smoke weed. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a big, lovely place. It's lovely. It's beautiful. Smoke the fountains them. playing, yeah. 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 They used to just sell weed at the bus stop, but yeah. now it's just smoke it. Yeah. Yeah, now it's a place to just go enjoy it. And, uh, it, it is funny, though, I got to say. It's kind of strange, yeah. It feels like we're inching closer to Amsterdam, because Amsterdam passed a law that they no longer will do the cafes. Mm-hmm. So now there's sort of a void. So Denver's like inching closer to it, I feel. Yeah. Well, yeah. weed tourism is definitely a thing. Yeah. And I think the people who are a little more savvy about, you know, scoping it out ahead of time and making sure they have somewhere to go to do this, you know, the recreational stuff that they bought, mm-hmm. um, they figure it out. Like, is, oh, is there a, a weed-friendly Airbnb that I can get? Or do I know any people there? Is there right. a nice nature hike where I'm not going to run into somebody and their damn kids? Sure. They also have the buses that drive around. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they've, got, they've got special weed <laughs> party buses. Yes. And I saw one, and now I can't remember what it's called, like the Wonder Bus. And I just wondered, like, <laughs> why didn't you go for the obvious Cannabus? <laughs> yeah, it's a they sitting duck. I mean, you know, yeah, it's yeah, right they there. It's right there, and you were too high to clasp it. <laughs> Did it at least look like the mystery machine or anything like that? No, no. it was a VW, and it was just... Uh, uh, I think it was painted orange and green or something. It was yeah. kind of kind of lame. That's a shame. And yeah, the cannabis. Cannabis. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a funny town here now, isn't it? It, it is. It it's, is. It's ever changing. It's getting all gentrified, and our little ghetto is changing daily. Oh, man. I know. Oh, I know. People jogging and sipping lattes. No. Oh man. Yeah. When you know that your your neighborhood is fine. When white people run. When <laughs> they're they, not being chased? When they're not being chased, yeah. They're not running from anything. Right. When they're running on their own, you right. know that your neighborhood is changing. Yeah, I started yeah. noticing that about two years ago in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And for any listeners who doubt, uh, I have heard more than a few people unload a clip from a semi-automatic weapon and just pulling that trigger as fast as they could. And it wasn't firecrackers for sure. Sure. There was stuff going on here that uh, eh, a lot of prostitution and drug dealing. Sure. And, you know, this this has been going on a long time here, and all of a sudden it's starting to go away. Yeah, yeah. when I lived on Capitol Hill, it seemed like there were about eight shootings on 11th Avenue, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, right by my house, you know. Dangerous place to be, huh? Yeah, it seemed like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived on 14th and Marion. Oh, and really? We got, yeah, we got all of the Colfax spill-off. And... I lived at Lafayette 14th. Oh, uh, really? In the Walcott. Oh, that's funny. I was right across the street in the O'Neills. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, you know then, you got to see all sorts of fun stuff, like that whole saying, that's life in the big city. Like, mm-hmm. that was that strip, because Colfax was too busy, so they'd take 14th, and it was just as exciting. And we had a patio that overlooked it, and oh, yeah. Do you know Jerry? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was like the... Uh... The mayor of the neighborhood. <laughs> I'd say he uh, he knew everybody. I, I'm always amazed. He's one of these people that tells stories, and you're like, yeah, whatever, Jerry. 
sounds like total <laughs> bullshit. And then it'll turn out totally true. Sure. You know? Sure. And, you know, just... He seems to know everybody. It's it's bizarre. So right, right. I was thinking if you lived there in the neighborhood, you might have known him. But... He probably knew the landlord we had, but mm-hmm. we were Jerry didn't come see us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it was yeah. I remember there was a prostitute being followed by a John, and she was just she she was wearing this tiny skirt and these huge heels, so she couldn't move very fast. And as she's slowly parading down Fourteenth, right in front of the Walcott. Then the John is behind her, like, baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, please, it was only one time. I'd never hit you again. And just the whole way down, and just as moving just as slow as, as she was. And wow. we just watched, you know, just took in the city. Yeah, when I lived on 11th in Washington, I saw two bums at 4 a.m. fighting over one of those uh, laundry uh, carts that you see at laundromats. Oh, it's sure. Just the, like, the metal basket on wheels with the the rail, the bar, right. the rail to yeah. hang your clothes on, nothing in it. Right. They wouldn't close or anything, but they were fighting over yeah. that. And then there was some girl named Rachel who we heard several times one summer uh, having sex in the alley by oh, the dumpster. God. And one night somebody started yelling, "Rachel, go home already!" <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Oh. oh yeah, we used to have shopping cart races down the alley. Mm-hmm. Where two bums would just either lose them or just, you know, would be jockeying for something. So you just hear them going down. Someone uh, dropped off a couch right next to a garage and uh-huh. set it on fire. Oh, yeah. And the whole garage caught, oh, fi- caught flame. Yeah. It was just like, man, you could have just dropped it off. Like, you didn't have to set it on fire. Yeah. So it was like every night was something different and... It was. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. So now with white people running in lattes, there are less stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there are fewer stories, like the Queen Super down there, mm-hmm. Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Great people. It's funny, as we're talking, there's sirens in the background. Exactly. So. Well, that's just the sound of the city. Yeah, I guess so. I hear sirens all <clears throat> the time. Yeah, and Colfax, as much as you gentrify it. Yeah. It, it refuses to gentrify. No, it's it's it uh, for our listeners who don't know this, uh, and we do have listeners all over the world, by the way. Uh. Um, Colfax is a long stretch of crazy and shitty and more crazy. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow, quintessentially Denver. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's got it's got a little of everything that is Denver on it, including crazy and dangerous i think it's Uh 30 miles long yeah that's it's like the longest uh city street in the u.s or something Mm -hmm. like that i've heard that Mm -hmm. yeah and it's yeah 30 miles from one end to the other and it has i think the highest number of motels in the city like you won't really find motels anywhere else yeah but on colfax Yeah. yeah And that had a lot to do back in the day, at least for this neighborhood, because Stapleton Airport was right there. Right. Which is now just a, a gentrified bunch of development. And I shouldn't shouldn't say gentrified. It's a, it's a development uh, that I think it was a 20-year plan or a 25-year plan, which is closing in on finishing now, I guess. And it's just a bunch of... Uh, I don't know what you call that, uh, high-income high housing? <laughs> yeah, they picked up the suburbs and plopped it into Denver. Basically, It's yeah. really weird looking. However, Stapleton Airport itself is actually a training facility for United Airline pilots. Yeah, yeah that's still yeah. there. Yeah, it is. It's kind of cool. And the um, control tower is a landmark, and that's still there. So that will always be looming over 
all of those uh, high-income houses. Exactly, like Foucault's Panopticon, just just glazing down at us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, well, we'll circle back around to the... um, back around to the movie after i say that we just had a nice little arctic blast of cold which broke today finally mm-hmm. and it's you know there's there's the roller coaster of cold and warm that happens mm-hmm. all winter here mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice since it was so damn cold watching this movie and sort of having a little more of a physical uh, uh connection to the aesthetics of it absolutely um i always ask this question at the end uh would you recommend this to your average movie watcher and would you recommend this to a horror fan? So on that, how do you feel about it, Mike? Um, I would recommend it to the average film watcher uh-huh. because I think they should see more Finnish films because Finnish cinema itself, I've seen a few other Finnish films. They really have some interesting, like what they highlight is very interesting. And I actually think there's enough going on, if it were in English, that really could hold some attention, be unique, be intriguing, um, to actually really hold someone's attention. As a horror fan, particularly someone who's like fairly in the genre, I don't think they would. I, I think they might like it, but not as a horror movie. Right. Yeah. I see it as maybe something uh, a little more dark. Uh, but Christmas themed totally. that somebody could watch this time of year. Like after all the squares go to bed and they're visiting their family and, you know, you and your deviant cousin want to watch something, right? Uh, you know, and kind of keep it in the holiday theme. I could see that, but totally. Uh, Will, how about you? Yeah, I think that's perfect. <laughs> I want to go watch it. The next cold snap outside on the iPad. With my deviant cousin. <laughs> you do have a deviant cousin, don't you? Like... I'm certain I do. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. I think I have a few, actually. <laughs> In fact, I know I have or a few. perhaps I was the deviant one. Yeah. If you're looking around <laughs> trying to figure out who the deviant cousin is, it's you. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think there's one in my family at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, would you would you recommend it to um, kind of your average horror fan? Yeah, I'd, rec- oh, I'd recommend it to the like, average film goer. I don't know if a horror fan uh, would like it, just like you said, uh I know Jolien, who's not here tonight, he didn't care for it. Right. Mm. And uh, I remember enjoying it okay. I uh, I think it suffered a bit when I watched it because I watched Troll Hunter like, oh. okay. right before it, I sure. believe. And I found that that was a more entertaining film. It's exciting and entertaining. Yeah. The effects look pretty a good. A little bit funny, you know. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, it kind of let me down. Kind of looked yeah. Kind of like Krampus uh, that we watched, that we talked about a year yeah, ago or whatever. Right. That, um, although I don't know about mm, mm, as much about Krampus as you do, uh, I always get that sort of feeling you you were describing. That, like, no, that's wrong. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, little nerdy things uh-huh. like that. Um, and the ending, I mean, at first I was, I was just going to lose my mind when it was all a dream. And uh, it, he was going to wake up and everything was going to be fine. So I was just about ready to get the biggest fuck you like set. Yeah. But then when they found out he was in a snow globe in sort of Krampus's lair, I was like, okay, all right. That's a nice little twist. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. nice. They doubled back on they it. They doubled back on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say I would recommend this to um, people who need to get outside of their bubble a little bit hmm. and watch something foreign mm-hmm. and watch something maybe that is a little bit spooky, but... It's not horror to me in the sense that there really wasn't... I didn't feel that the characters were really in a lot of peril at any given time. Agreed. 
and I didn't feel like a whole lot of horrifying stuff happened. But it was kind of cool to just say, you know, like, oh, this this awful, terrible uh, folklore legend stuff is actually true. Right. And um, it's worse than you could imagine. I right. think that was kind of a cool spin. They could have cut out all the silly stuff of like, oh, he's sniffing gingerbread or, <laughs> you know, maybe uh, maybe he the did. boy stuff. Yeah, the boy stuff, too, was creepy. I mean, maybe it could have been, like, he, he senses that the kid has been misbehaving. So sure, maybe... or human flesh, just sort of right. general. Yeah, but but the, the nostrils flaring and sniffing, I thought, was a little a little silly. So get rid of the gingerbread and the sniffing and maybe make the operation at the end where they're training these guys and, like we were joking, their house broken. Mm-hmm. Maybe if that were... Um, made to look a little grittier. It would have uh, been more like, yeah, they're like shipping these guys off on the black market, but they had like these real clean pine crates that were all stenciled and it looked really above board, but you're really technically human trafficking. Oh, yeah. Were they human though? Well, they looked human. You're humanoid trafficking. Is <laughs> humanoid <what> trafficking. <laughs> so there was that. Mm-hmm. But, but you would not recommend this to a horror. I would recommend it to a horror fan with the, with the uh, with the warning that it's it's pretty light. Sure. Um, but you're gonna you know if you're tired of watching a Christmas story or it's a Wonderful Life. Right. And again, like once all the squares have gone to bed, if you right. want to just watch something right. that's kind of more to your liking. Yeah. But still Christmas, I would say yeah. But yeah, for your average movie watcher to kind of get out of your bubble, yeah, also. But so I would recommend it to both. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, with a little, uh, well, I guess not warning, but, um, caveat, dis- yeah, yeah. caveats, disclaimers, uh, you know, let them know what they're getting into. Right. It's like, don't, don't expect it to be uh, gory and bloody and awful. Sure. The gore is pretty minimal. Yeah. And you bring up a great point. Whenever you have guns, you're never in peril. Yeah. Cause they, even the kid was armed. So all it's the like, time, like yeah, he had that rifle over his back most of the movie. Yeah. So it's like, if you have a gun, you're, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. At, at least there's some chance you'll get out of whatever is exactly, going on. Exactly. So yeah. It wasn't like, you know, this made me think of the thing. That yeah. was a great sense of being lost. So even though Yeah. and isolated. So even though they killed the 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 creature, both of them are are out in the wilderness and they know they're going to die because you're in Antarctica. Yeah. You're right. going to die. So, yeah, there was really no peril to this. Yeah. Even though just like in that one you're always in peril. Yeah. yeah. If if a uh, if a vehicle uh, failing to do what it's supposed to do, or the uh, the systems that keep your shelter warm fail to do what they're going to do, or uh, you're not you have cl- no weapons. Yeah, no weapons, or you're not clothed properly, and here comes a storm. Right. You're boned. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's man versus nature, and uh, nature's going to always win. Exactly. But so, if you're suitable, you know, you're you're well prepared for everything then. Yeah. Low risk. Yeah. You could die anyway, but you know, your chances are better. Right. So, yeah, we did talk about the three thing movies. So we did an episode called We Three Things. Uh-huh. And we talked about the comparisons between the the latest remake and then the John Carpenter movie and then the sure. original um thing from another world. Oh, okay. So they're, you know, great movies to watch this time of year. Yeah. Whenever it gets really cold out. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So um, that probably I think that covers it pretty it well. Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, thank you, Mike, for all of your expertise and sharing your stories. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have you back again sometime. Maybe we'll we'll get into... um, Have you ever seen uh, uh, Rombach? Um, Rombach. Oh, it's called Rombach uh, Berlin something. It's a a zombie movie. It's it's a shorter movie, but it's a zombie movie set in Berlin. What what time period? uh, Recent history. Okay. I think it was filmed in like you know 2005 ish somewhere around there maybe and uh it's it's basically a zombie outbreak but these people are in an apartment oh okay apartment building okay so um yeah oh it's called rombach berlin undead okay at at least the american release of it is called that sure yeah i think in germany it's just called rombach sure yeah sure so maybe we'll uh, do that one sometime and you could yeah uh school us on the finer points of uh apartment life no you haven't been to germany never mind <laughs> well but i've lived in an apartment and i'm sure it's not that different and you know, i can tell you the yeah. times when i screamed nine at the at the tv screen nine 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 das passiert nicht what channel do you want to watch the news on nine <laughs> all right let's get out of here listeners thank you for listening and i did forget to say at the beginning of the show but thank you to the moon rays for giving us the intro creature features song at the beginning of the show find them on amazon or itunes and uh, if you want to say hi to them or check them out on uh, the Facebook, it is the Moon Dash Rays, um, not the other Moon Rays. All right. Yeah, those bastards. <laughs> Hope they freeze to death in Finland. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening and uh, stay off the moors.